Hello and welcome to Just Football, your one-stop shop for all football things from Champions League to non-league and everything in between. Your hosts for the next however long we get this recording are, are, are me, Dan P. And you've got Dan S here. And you've got Dave. <laughs> we, we've got this. We, we'll, we'll get this opening uh, nailed down in the ne- next coming weeks. So how you all been? Yeah, not not bad, thank you. Um, been been a fairly quiet week for me. Not as exciting as your week away. Ah, uh, yes, a week week away. I, I would say I was doing some. I, I, I spent a week in Italy. I, I I told Dave and Dan that um, I was doing football research, but then I was just eating. Um, <laughs> so you weren't there to experience Napoli. Uh, do you know what? Even though I was in the north. Um, and and Napoli do feature in a point I've got, but yeah, there was a lot of celebrating up in the north. And and did you see some of the? Well, I'll call them celebrations, but did, did you see some of the shenanigans going on both on and off the pitch? Oh, I didn't see any anything off the pitch. What do you mean by shenanigans? I saw the party and then the celebrating. Yeah, there was that, but there was also um, pictures of. Well, we'll get into it, but people kind of fans. I, I'm going to assume they're opposing fans going at each other on the pitch after the end of the game. Okay, well, probably come on to it. I didn't. Uh, it was my wife. She found it in an article. But yeah, the other was your wife on the pitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and the other voice you could hear, because I don't think you said, is, is Dave. So, right, I, I think we should just get straight into this. I've got a load of things I want to fire at you. We can pick up any of them, all of them, or as, uh, or as little as we want. But. Since we last put an episode out, which was obviously last week, we've got Arsenal and City continuing to win and making the Premier League a two-horse race, which is actually um, is, is a good thing because I, I think for a while the, the the league has normally been settled sort of a couple of two or three weeks beforehand, hasn't it? It feels like in recent years. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so we've got a point between them at the moment. Oh, and I should just say at time of recording, so this is on Monday the 8th, so we've got a few things that haven't played out um sort of that are going to happen today so yeah point between them with three games left for arsenal fourth city yep we've we've got the fight for third and fourth place is going is still going on so we've got man U, liverpool and newcastle really it's going to be two of those three i wouldn't rule out brighton well my next line was can brighton get into europe because <laughs> <laughs> they've got a couple of games in hand still i think as well haven't they they do they, they beat united and they're playing really well Yes, so as we record, yeah, they've played 32 games and, yeah, Liverpool played 35 and United, Newcastle 34. So, yeah, we, we could talk about can Brighton get in. Um, have, at, have you ruled Tottenham out? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Dan, as as a fellow Spurs fan, I think we can probably say, I think we are, yeah, I don't think there's a chance. I, there, so. I've, yeah, Tottenham are, what, six points behind United? With three games, so six points behind, with only nine games, nine points available, and we need Man United to lose their game in hand and Liverpool to lose as well. So yeah, I think I think we're done. And I think actually we'll tell. What, let's 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 take these first couple of points we said then at the top of the table. So um, yeah, like like Dan said, I mean in the end, if Brighton just win, Brighton have got three games on us. They win one of those, they're already above us and push us down to seventh. So. Yeah, I, th- I think we're out. I think it's going to be really interesting to see, though, which of those teams do get in. I mean, I, you know, sort of as a neutral out of those ones, I'd love to see Brighton get into the Champions League. Just, just out of interest and completely irrelevant, 
how have Brighton got so many games in hand? Like, I know they've played a cup of <laughs> three games in hand on everyone else up there. What they, did they have a month off? What was going on? I think they're playing teams who are who were or still in Europe. Right, okay. But if, you, if you look at Brighton's running, Everton, Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, Man City. Do you, so do you think that maybe they skipped the Man City one? Man City maybe had to be delayed. I think Man City and possibly Arsenal, because Arsenal were in Europe at some point this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, the only team that have played, everyone else has played 34, 35, but Man, Brighton have done on 32. They're a good, good few weeks behind. So so if we were to call it now, or, or we would say, because we'll, we'll, we'll mention this each week, but out of those teams then, who, who do we think realistically are going to get? And let's say the the three places in Europe because we've got the Europa League. But who who do we think will make the Champions League? Because one of those teams has has got to, um, like I said, Liverpool are even not going to qualify for it, or we potentially could see Man United not make the Champions League either. So who who do we think? I, I I think I think Newcastle are in, aren't they? I I can't. I know they lost yesterday to Arsenal. But I, I just think they, I feel like they're a team on form and will probably, I don't know who, who they're running is actually. I don't know. Um, but I just feel like Newcastle are in. Dave, views on Newcastle? I got Bright, oh, they've actually got Brighton. That could be interesting, couldn't it? Yeah. Well, New, sorry, Newcastle. <laughs> sorry, Dave. Newcastle have got Leeds away, Brighton at home, Leicester at home, Chelsea away. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. They got two really tough games. One's Leeds, see fighting for survival, and Brighton, see fighting for Europe. I, although I do feel Newcastle, they've they're definitely top four. Yeah, I, I I do feel like out of all those teams that are there, they they're the team that most deserve top four as well. I feel like they've been the most consistent all season. They've played well. Hmm. I feel like. You know, Man United have wobbled. I don't feel, you know, you could argue they don't deserve it. They've obviously run into good form to get up there. But I just think Newcastle have constantly been playing well. So I'd like to see them get in there. Like on paper, Man United have got easier fixtures. Yeah. But given, say, they lost to West Ham yesterday, they lost to Brighton. Yeah. They're not playing well. I, I can see them slipping up. Yeah. There's cracks, isn't there? You can You can see... You know, obviously, the game yesterday was decided by a blunder by De Gea. You could just see, you know, Harry Maguire's made a few mistakes in recent weeks. And that, how was it not a penalty yesterday as well? Did you see yeah. the handball? Yeah, yeah. the handball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if that was the definition of hand to ball, it's that, isn't it? He, he moved his hand across his body to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Liverpool, I think they're the dark horses. But they're all yeah. form now, aren't they? They are. They, they have Leicester... They've- well, their last five, they yeah, they've won their last five Liverpool, and that's what I was kind of going to say. Man United are an odd team because at the start of the season, it felt like Ten Hag had revolutionised them, right, and, and revitalised them. Sorry, and and, and they were going to be a dominant force, and you know, obviously they're in fourth place, but they have stumbled. Um, Liverpool, everyone were laughing at kind of at the start mm. of the season, weren't they? How bad they oh, are. Yeah, so. Yeah. I wouldn't begrudge them if they got in because they've really clawed their way back. Um, and yeah, I was like, I was while, while two of you were talking. I mean, I was listening, but I was just looking at Brighton's <laughs> fixtures as well. And yeah, I think Dave, you're right. I, th- I would love Brighton to do it, but 
other than yeah, other than I think it's as you said, Everton, Southampton, the rest of them are all in the top five, right? So. It's a tough running for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 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 wanting there you go, I'm gonna say I want Liverpool and Brighton to take the <laughs> the final two uh, Champions League places. And and it you can want, happen. You want Liverpool and Brighton to take it? Well, yeah, well, I, well, I'd love Tottenham, obviously, but I just don't think we're going to do it. I just don't <laughs> uh, think we're yeah. going to do it. And and I think, this sounds crazy, I think we need a couple of years possibly out of European competition. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I do agree. Yeah. The So Man City, Arsenal, they're guaranteed top one and two. Yeah. Or first and second. I, I, I was going to say on, oh, sorry, Dave, really. No, I was, yeah, because Arsenal sealed it yesterday with the win in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I think even if they if they drew yesterday, they would have. I think they might have done it, but doesn't matter now. For, for me, I would like Liverpool rather than Man United to go into top four, alongside Newcastle. Yeah. So yeah. I think this Ten Hag thing is a bit of a myth about how good he is. I haven't I haven't seen an improvement from Solskjaer last year or last season. Yeah, I go through um, mixed emotions with Ten Hag. Sometimes I think like he's he's done well and he's, you know, he's sort of dressing them out a little bit and then something will happen or this one of games will happen and you think, actually, he's nowhere near. He's he's still he's still struggling to, to kind of get there. Well, if, if you look at it, Man United's goal difference right now is plus eight. Yeah. Man City, 58, yeah. plus 58. Arsenal, 44. Newcastle, 32. Yeah. Liverpool, plus 25. Brighton, plus 22. 22, yeah. I mean... Tottenham have got a plus seven, so they're only just behind Man United. So this sort of thing where Tottenham had a really bad season, well, there's not much difference between the two clubs. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I, I think there's some there's things going on at Man United though, which are off the pitch, aren't there, with their owners and the way they've kind of let their facilities just rot over the last ten years. I, I think there needs to be a bit of a revamp, and it's not just on the field revamp. I think there needs to be a bit more. But if they want to. Get back to the glory of yesteryear and, and where Man City are now. I think there needs to be a dramatic change. If Man United don't get top four, I will not shed any tears. No, as <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, but how about we focus on the top two then? Do do we think there's still going to be a twist in in this? So at the moment, obviously, uh, uh, no. City are ahead by a point. You, you don't think I can't, I can't Arsenal can do it? I mean, Man City have got a game in hand. Yes, they've got Real Madrid coming up in the Champions League, but they've got an incredible squad. So they've got a game in hand. Even if they drop say they drop a point and Arsenal catch up and level one points, their goal difference is so good. I mean, it's a plus, what, 14 over us? Yeah. that That's worth a point on its own. That, that's one in the league. You need them to slip up twice, don't you, in, what, five games? Um, we, we've got to win. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think... So I was going to say, I think the decider is going to be how they come through the Champions League. I, I, I know you, they, what you say, they've got a squad, but I, th- I think it just depends on sort of injuries, sort of any, any little knocks they get, or or if they get, I, I, I don't think they will, but if there's like a humiliation in potentially uh, the first leg, um, I, th- I think that's going to have a big say on on their, on it. But like you said, they've, They've spent enough money and they've got a big enough squad to, to be able to cope with any of this, right? Yeah, but if we look at the fixtures, so we've got Everton fighting for their lives, uh, got Real Madrid, Champions League, then Chelsea, who, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brighton, Brentford. Brighton are going to have a lot to say in the end of this season, aren't they? 
<laughs> they are Brentford are in months. Brentford have really impressed the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And City at the moment, like Liverpool, were the only team to have, have kind of won their last last five games. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I I can't see City slipping up now. I think that for me is what it is. Is is within three games. So yeah, like you said, they've got to lose potentially two of the next game, next two games, or haven't they? Or, or to 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 not take maximum points in, in two of the next four games, which is possible, but. They've been here so many times now at this position, haven't they? We've we've not seen them slip up. If anything, we've just seen they, them. They go into second gear, don't they? Sometimes and just like then start rolling over teams and they're just yeah. dominant, aren't they? When they get to this money and at the end of the season, it's just just a phenomenal football team. It's frightening how good they are. Yeah, yeah, really good. But but you say that and, and yes, they are. Let me first say yes, they are a good side. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not. But I would say Arsenal, in terms of when they've been on their peak of their game, have been the best team in the league, I would say. I think Arsenal at peak are very, very, very good. But I think unlike City, City can maintain that standard. Whereas I think Arsenal, and I think this is what's happened over the last few weeks, Arsenal built up a really good lead and did really well to do so. And it's almost like they blinked. And then Man- while they were blinking, Man City have just maintained what they were doing and just, just snuck ahead. And I don't think there's any disrespect. And what I think is good for Arsenal and I don't like saying this as a Tottenham fan, when, when Man City went ahead, Arsenal have had two great results, you know, beating Chelsea and then going to Newcastle away and, and taking you know, six points out of those two games. I think that shows a lot of character to do that after seeing Man City you know, take, take the lead again. Yeah, I think the, the difference between us and Man City is Man City are ruthless. They just destroy teams, whereas yeah. we, we can do that to an extent. But there's always at that risk that teams will come back into play. Yeah. And when you got you see a machine like Haaland, you know, incredible player, player of the season. Yeah. But then you got uh, Alvarez as a backup striker. He's yeah. really good as well. Yeah. I I, I think um I think the thing with Arsenal will be what they do next season. I think they just need they've got a decent squad, but I think it's about the additions to the squad that are gonna make Next well, season, they can bring in some more players now, yeah. can't they? Champions yeah. as, a, as a selling point, um, yeah. which is obviously going to help. And and like I said, I just do wonder um, if the high tempo they they constantly be played because maybe you know could that be the reason for their sort of start recently? Is that going to come into effect next year? So I think yeah, but, I don't want to go into too much, but I think there are reasons. I think injuries have played a lot, mm. uh, um, but then and I think yeah, we are getting tired. And, a, and you're a young team, right, as well. You know, yeah. I think, you know Man City are experienced at doing what they do, whereas I don't feel like Arsenal squad are. Second um, youngest in the league, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of do want to focus on the other end of the table now, if that's okay. Ooh. But I do have two things about the top, two, so two records or two facts that I picked up over, over the last 24 hours. is um, So Harry Kane has now scored the most headed goals in a season. So that's another that's record right. for us. Harlan goal records. Let's let's yeah. focus on the <laughs> yeah. So I will take that. But also, oh, congratulations. Uh, that's really yeah. Nice. There you go. Pretty cool record. Uh, back to Arsenal, though. I, I think I, I heard that it's always one of those weird stats because it says if you take out penalties, which are goals in, in themselves that obviously count, but if you take out penalties, I think Erdegaard has now scored the most goals for a midfielder in a season. 
I think he's level with Fabregas or, or very close. It's a shame, really, because um, see, Haaland is so good. I think Erdogan would be possibly the player of the season. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think he's got 15, 16 goals. So, yeah. He's, he's a joint top scorer with Martinelli. Before we go down to the bottom of the table, what do we feel about Haaland not taking that penalty? Well, um, I'm going to come on to that. Don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder. We'll come on to that later. Um, And as we do head down, obviously the other sort of big thing that happened over the weekend, not no, not the combination, but Chelsea uh, did pick their first win up under under Lampard. So Chelsea. Oh no, sorry, I'm going back to the top of the table. One more thing: Do we think Newcastle now are going to potentially cement themselves in the top four for a few years? Because we've seen well-run clubs do that. So I mean, Spurs under. The Potts year, they were a well-run club and we established ourselves in Newcastle now with the funds they've got. And like I said, I'm not saying they've they've bought their way to the title because they haven't. So far, they, you know, they've done it in the right way. Good manager, well-run club, good football. Mm. So do we now think Newcastle are in the top big six now as we, we I, I or the media call so. I think when yeah when they were taken over, everyone was scared that Newcastle were going to just buy their way to a title or buy their way to success, which I don't feel like they've done that yet. But I, I think that money is going to come on on big players. Um, and I think now we're in Champions League, we might start seeing that over the next four to five years. I agree. Because Newcastle aren't allowed to spend these huge amounts of money because of the previous seasons. They haven't had the the profit yeah. to allow them to do that, but as right. they progress and develop over the next next few seasons, they certainly will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think, I think, I think they're going to be quite exciting because they have got really good, incredible, passionate fan base. Yeah. And I the, the one thing I don't buy is fans deserve success. Because we we should have had to. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we do. Yeah. You don't know the level of pain we've been through. Right? <laughs> Dave, can you edit that out, right? In, in post. In, um, but as we are sort of scooting down, it's, what, not, what do it's, we... it's not entitlement. That's what I mean. No, no, I, yeah, I know. What you mean. <laughs> um, but exciting times if you're a Newcastle fan. Um, what about if you're a Chelsea fan? What do we think there? I mean, so obviously they picked up the first win and and. I'm sure they've written this season off. Absolutely, they probably did it some time ago. But you know, we're looking. We we are talking the top City, Arsenal, Newcastle, um, Liverpool have started coming good. United, um, you know, Brighton. If they continue form, we've seen and we discussed. I think Emir, uh, Unai Emery at Aston Villa. These are all clubs that I expect to build on this season. So, what do we think about Chelsea? I- I mean, I know Chelsea have obviously got their problems with the number of players in their squad and the players probably don't want to leave because they're probably sitting on nice contracts. So I think there is a bit of problem there. But saying that, I do think they're a bounce back quicker than Tottenham. I think Tottenham have got a good few years ahead to even attempt to get back up there again. Whereas I could, Chelsea, if they get a decent manager in and you know, there's talks of Pochettino, I can see them being maybe not top four, but I can see them being around there next season. I don't see them being top four around there. Do you not? I think Chelsea are going to, they're in, for, in my opinion, they're in a few years where they're going to do struggle. Um, they're not making Europe, which might be an advantage. Yeah. But they need to have a clear out. So I think I mentioned the last board or what I one before. <laughs> it's my cat. Um, <laughs> that they need, they're going to struggle with FFP. Yeah. yeah. They've brought all these players in. They've got a massive squad, absolutely huge squad where rotating players like crazy in, in matches. They can't do that. It's not sustainable. Players aren't going to be happy. They're going to be leaving. 
We've got players who are struggling to get contracts renewed, like Mason Mount. Obviously, speculation about a manager. And with the FFP stuff, they are limited about as to what they can spend in the future. Oh, what the hell? I, th- I think... Um... I think, I think Dan was it. You said that. I oh, think yeah. um, we're we okay. Yeah. So my my laptop just went black. Oh, I saw. I heard you say what the hell, and then I saw yeah. Dan pick his phone up. So I thought something had <laughs> happened. Um. So yeah, yeah. As Dan was saying, I think it is Chelsea's next big move is going to be the manager. I think because they've got to sort out. There's a huge squad. Whether they get rid of some or not, but yeah. Um, watch the space. If, if Poch goes there, it'll be heartbreaking as well. Right, so sorry, Dan. Before you go on, the one thing I will say hmm. is, if if anyone hasn't done it already, there's a, an incredible uh, Twitter user called uh, Swiss Ramble, delves deep into football finances. Take a look at that. Look at the current state of Chelsea. It's re- incredibly insightful. Maybe maybe we can tag him into uh, or, or link him in when we we release this episode. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so what do we think about the bottom of the table? Because again, and again, from my memory, which isn't always the best, it feels like the first season in a long time where everything is still open, relegation, European and title, right? Um, I think Southampton have probably gone. However, like I said, tonight, so at time of recording, they've got a huge game away to to Nottingham Forest, right? Um, Which could be absolutely massive for them. So I, I I think if they don't, obviously if they don't win, I think we could say Southampton are probably gone, right? I think they are gone, aren't they? I think even if they do win tonight, they're still they're still got to overcome three other teams. Yeah, and then, and then we've got so I make it. We've got Everton, Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Leicester, potentially West Ham did themselves a massive favour, but they're still mathematically. I think sixteen and down from Leicester yeah. down. That they're the teams for me. Yeah, I think West Ham kind of made themselves safe with that win yesterday, that, didn't they? Yeah, that yeah. that win absolutely um, was crucial. crucial we, should probably, we should probably recognise that Chelsea got over the magical 40-point number for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but what's interesting about that the bottom three or what we end up being bottom three, and I saw someone ask this question, but do you think this could be the season where the biggest three teams go down? This is what I, I was going to say, yeah. I don't think I've worded that quite right, but all I know three what you teams mean. are going to go down are big teams, big premiership known teams. Usually you get the teams like that come up, you'll probably get two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it feels I, like... What, Everton... Are, sorry, sorry, Dan. It's, it's three of Leicester, Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Everton and Southampton. They're all big teams. Yeah, I mean, Everton and Southampton, for me, if they, they go down, you know, Southampton have been in the Premier League for years, right? Everton... Yeah. I think we're, we're Everton not the longest. Everton, I don't know. If it, Everton are one of six Premiership teams that have been there the entire time, haven't they? Yeah. I don't know how long it is when it went from League One, but they've been up there a long time. Well, I think Everton are the second longest behind my beloved Arsenal. Yeah. Last relegated so, non Arsenal were last relegated in nineteen thirteen. Yeah, I, I think Nottingham Forest. I think if they went down because they only came up last year, people yeah. would say was well, not. But I, I actually think they'll survive. I think. The players they've got, and I think their manager, I think they will rally round to get the results. And they've got a game in hand above Leeds. I honestly think it's going to be Leeds or Leicester. And the way it feels like, it's Leeds at least look like they've got some fight in them as well. But I, I don't know. It, that This to me is the, the biggest one, is who's 
who, who's going to go down like that or in, who that third team yeah in my opinion I think Southampton are down Everton should go down and then I think Leeds will go down Leeds have got three tough games haven't they they've got yeah. Newcastle they've got Tottenham and they've got West Ham away okay, two tough games yeah and, and three I'm... tough games apologies and our favourite Brighton appear up in Southampton's final game. So South Brighton are going to have a say in this whole table. That's why, because when you have that many games in hand. But <laughs> 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 well, the thing is, Everton have been just mismanaged, and I kind of breathe a sigh of relief because their owner, I think, is Fajr Mashiri. He had a stake in Arsenal at one stage. Now he sort of went to Everton, and they are terrible. Yeah. They've got some really good players, but they're just not playing as a team. It's because a few years ago, I felt like Everton was quite exciting. Like Ancelotti was in charge. They were playing good football. You felt like they were going to kick on and do something, but they just never did. They went, they went the other way. Yeah. Well, you see, I, well, it's, it's again, it's, it's a little bit, like it says, sometimes a mis- mismanagement. They've spent a lot of money as well. It's not that they, they have, haven't yeah. spent, you know. I, I, I think for me, it'll be Southampton, Everton. And do you know what? So it makes me think it's going to be Leicester. I just think if you look at their final three games, they've got they're away to Fulham, at home to Liverpool, and away to Newcastle. So I, I don't see them getting anything all against that, Liverpool. Do you know all that points? They've got tough games, haven't they? Yeah, and and Fulham, you know, Fulham are a team. You, you know, we haven't said much because they didn't focus in in terms of European qualification, but they've had a great season as well. So I could probably see Leicester. Because you know, Sam's big Sam's probably going to do the job for Leeds, right? So, you reckon? Well, I wouldn't put it past him. He is he is better than Guardiola, apparently, or just as good. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on good sources. <laughs> what, what a thing to come out and say. <laughs> yeah. he, he has to be. He's, he's managed middle-sized clubs in terms of the Premier League. He's never sort of managed the top or the elite. Yeah. So what I mean by Lee is, you know, the Man City's Man United, those those clubs. He's managed mid-range Everton, he's done West Ham, see Newcastle. He was he was good at Bolton and West Ham, wasn't he? And uh, I think he's been good at a few clubs. Actually, he has saved a few clubs from relegation, but he, he didn't save West Brom. Yeah, but I think Ed, I saw a stat where there were six clubs he came in to manage halfway through the season who were in the relegation zone, and he saved five out of the six of them. I think the Leeds job is a bit difficult because I think that's a bit more like a lottery you can't really improve a club over four games but so should Nottingham Forest or Leicester bring in Neil Warnock (laughs) bloody (laughs) (laughs) but they can have four games to try and get save their seasons go go back to Leicester though I I could only think of one other time it's it'd be quite a fall from grace as well wouldn't it because I mean obviously the only other team I could think who'd say won the league and fairly soon after went would be Blackburn. I'm not saying they went down straight after, but to win the Premier League a few years back, so they'd be Blackburn relegated. Was quite quick, wasn't it? It was two years. Was, two was years it the two years? Back. Yeah. yeah it's... There were two and then got relegated. I think they came back up and then went back down again, didn't they? I can't remember. Yeah, I think they But if, if they went down, do we think that would be the biggest sort of shock then out of I, even uh, Everton have been in? I think the, for a number of years they've been in decline. But was it their owner that passed away in a helicopter crash a few yeah. years ago? I thought I had yeah. some impact on a business. His son took over. And I think since then, I think he has gone. There has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, though, it is a, 
you know, that, 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 it's a shame because they did play some really good football. And um, I was actually in Leeds a few years, sorry, Leeds, Leicester a few years back. Um, and they did, the fans did a like a march through the town and there was like a celebration uh, of it all. Um, and it was just amazing to, to kind of see that be part of. So, yeah, yeah it, it just shows, I guess it just shows that, you know, can be fleeting, I guess, the Premier League is... Yeah, but is, at least the fans have had something to shout about over the years. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, we have exci- uh, you know, our, our peak excitement is getting up to fourth, third or fourth. Yeah. Right. Unless there's anything specific about the Premier League. And Dan, I will be coming back to the Harland instance, so, so don't worry. Um, right, I'm going to jump out of turn again. After that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, elsewhere we've got, so we, we mentioned it, Napoli won Serie A after 33 years and I also looked at it I think it's the first time a team in the south has won it since 2000 2001 so it's been Juventus Milan Inter so it's just been total domination of, of, of those handful of teams um Real Madrid won the Copa del Rey for the 20th time uh with a win over Osasuna I think um, Osasuna they're getting really good. are they in a second division or something as well in the Spanish league that I'm not sure but, but yeah but 20th, 20th cup there. Um, you you mentioned it, David, in our WhatsApp yesterday about Notts County, or, or sorry, sorry, one of you tweeted about Notts County making the playoff yeah, final. Yeah, they, they, they went through the playoff semi-final, didn't they? Um, yeah. And they scored in the last minute to do so, but they were playing Boreham Wood, and I think they finished something ridiculous, like 30 points ahead of Boreham Wood. And, you, like, what a season that would be if you... They should go through. I, f- I feel like someone should step in and just make them go through. I think if you clear 100 yeah. points... It would be a tragedy they, if they don't go up. They could still go out and they're, you know, finish 20 to 30 points above any of those other teams. It's uh, Yeah, I hope they go through. And they were 2 nil down, that's the thing. Yeah, scored, yeah 2 down, scored in the last minute of extra time. Yeah. Yes. What a, what a result for the fans. That's what you need, a scriptwriter. Yeah. 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 Um, they're, they're the oldest football club as well, aren't they? Crystal Palace claim tried to claim it, but they they, <laughs> no. they, they they were established, then they sort of broke away or fell apart, and then they re-established. Whereas County have just been the club all the time. Kudos um, to them. Outside of that, yeah, we had League One is finished with Plymouth taking the title, Ipswich getting uh, second place, and we got Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, Bolton, Peterborough in the playoffs. And it might be good for Sheffield then. Um, sort of yeah. United going up and hopefully Wednesday will go up. I'd like Wednesday to go up. Uh, yeah, because was it was it Sheffield Wednesday? Your lot had constant run-ins many years back, wasn't it? Yeah, we played them with... in two cup finals in yeah. the same season. <laughs> and wasn't that the time of replays for finals? I'm sure you played about four times or something. Yeah, time of replays and Steve Morrow broke his collarbone because Tony Adams hit him on the shoulder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's an episode great, great there on, on embarrassing or oh, funny injuries. Um, and what else have we got? Oh, we've got the championship last game today, so we could probably pick that up next week. And of course, Champions League. So we've got the Milan Derby and City and Madrid. So let's give a little shout out to Cambridge United. Um, they. They were odds on for relegation in League One, but they had to win, but had to have a number of results go their way, and they they survived. Oh, really? Yeah. But but what it means is next season, I think in League Two, MK Dons and AC Wimbledon will be playing each other in the league. 
Yeah, because Don's got relegated yesterday, didn't they? I did, yeah. yeah. At the expense of yeah. Cambridge. So I think... Have they been in the same league before, MK Dons and AFC Wimbledon? I don't think they have. Yeah, That's going to be interesting, isn't it? Well, the, the, this is what I think. I think it's going to be really interesting. Cause I, I, going back to my playing days, I played alongside some AFC um, Wimbledon players. Oh, so, well, so are playing there now? No, no. So I just long, sort of... Long retired. I just want to give some context to people who, who may not know. Um, so there was a team in the Premier League called Wimbledon. They then had to move house, didn't they? house. They had to move grounds, didn't they? And they ended up moving to quite far, quite far out, isn't it? I mean, it's not even anywhere near yeah. London. It's a place called Milton Keynes. It became the MK Dons. And obviously, uh, I think sort of like the fan base and, and players set up their own club for Wimbledon. And they are the um, uh, AFC Dons, right? Uh, sorry, AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon, yeah. Wimbledon. yeah. Yep. So you've got the original Wimbledon, who are now the Milton Keynes Dons, against the new team, but are the what probably seen as supporters as the true Wimbledon, right? So Yeah. Milton Keynes kind of cheated a little bit, didn't they? Because they're a fairly new city and they've just kind of bought a team to get themselves in the Football League halfway down without having to work their way up. Yep. I remember yeah. when they, they first moved there, they played in the National Hockey Stadium, didn't they, before they, they built their stadium? It's a nice stadium as well. It is a nice stadium. Yeah, yeah. I've, not, I've not been in it. I've, I've driven past it many times. It looked nice. Actually, there's somebody I work with. He's, he goes to pretty much all their games. So, um, obviously, yeah. ask him yeah, what, yeah. what is his do, views on do you that. Reckon, do you reckon that game will have like a derby name? Like, there, there's got to be some sort of name for that, that fixture, hasn't there? The Don, Don Derby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else oh, I was just going to point out a couple of things so the Women's Super League is sort of coming to an end as well and that's a, that's another two horse race so it's looking between Manchester United women and Chelsea um, so I think it's four, yeah it's four points here so uh, a, we could have the Chelsea women win their league their, their title respectively but also the, the main thing that I wanted to mention when we talk about the Women's League is the fact that yeah it was the Arsenal the Arsenal women's have sold out the Emirates for their semi-final, haven't they? They did. I mean, what? What? A, that's that's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, it is truly remarkable. Being Arsenal women, they unfortunately they lost to Wolfsburg in the semi-final in extra time. But to see that number of people go out and support a women's game is mm. truly incredible. And this is a testament to the growth of the game, which is probably why, obviously. In the news this week, we had Infantino sort of complaining about people not buying the rights to the, the Women's World Cup in Australia. Yeah, and that was going to be my one of my second. So I was moving on to this is where we need some like in, into music to, uh, to 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 join up features. I, I I picked up a couple of stories this week that I wanted to see. Now I I just think one of them at least will probably do an episode on itself, and that was while we're on it was the women's game. So. Yeah, Dave, as you as you just alluded, so we've got FIFA threatening at, at the moment a blackout for the Women's World Cup this summer because, as as described by them, it's a slap in the face what they've been offered from, was it eight countries, I think? It's because you isn't it? Yeah, um, in terms of, yeah, what they're being offered for, for, mm. for rights. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of... In a, in a year or a couple of years where we've seen, yeah, the women's game really, especially in this country, jump in, I think kind of like the professionalism, also winning 
the the Euros. Um, and yeah, on the back of selling out the Emirates, um, it kind of, I kind of feel like maybe there's a, an episode in the future about the whole money in the game because at, at some point there's going to be a lot of money needed and a lot of money going into this game and it it's, it's going to be interesting sort of next five years, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know whereabouts other countries are, but I did read that England are about there with their offer and I think that will kind of get over the line and, and it will be broadcast but I don't know how a women's game is perceived across other European countries at the moment I can but, um, provide some insight or some insight yeah go so on for the BBC and ITV so broadcasters over here in the UK they've already agreed the rights and they're going to share uh, the matches to broadcast the World Cup the, the problem is the World Cup's been held in Australia yeah so Australia. when it's games, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nine ten o'clock game. So in Europe, they're probably plus one in terms of time, uh, different time zone. That's not going to be peak time for people to watch football. You know, traditionally, it's an afternoon or an evening game. So when you look at the sort of the what's on TV at that time, who's going to be watching? So if you haven't got uh, an audience, you're not going to get your advertising ref- uh, revenue. Well, why are you going to pay? over the odds for something that we haven't got a market for. The other issue with what I've got with FIFA, probably many others do, they've got a history of um, kickbacks and blackmail. Well, not blackmail, bribery, sorry, uh, for football rights. So that there's, I think in the sort of the 1990s, early 2000s, there was a company called International Sport and Leisure, which was uh, owned by this guy called Horst Dazzler. Horst Dazzler, works for Adidas, we'll see Adidas Dazzler. Now, what he would do, he would act as an intermediary between FIFA and the media companies, and he'd basically sell the rights to broadcast, particularly in South America, and then the FIFA members would receive kickbacks or commission, as they like to call it, for those rights. So FIFA have a history of trying to make extra money, pocketing money for themselves, rather than making it for the good of the game. And then if you look back, back a bit further, you, you had Seth Blatter commenting that women should play in tight shorts. But in the first World Cup, which I think was held in, called the unofficial World Cup, which was held in China, the American football team, I believe, went on to win it. They had to borrow kit from men's and junior teams. Right, yeah. So FIFA have got this. They're trying to jump on the bandwagon, but historically they haven't really supported women's football. Yeah. I, th- I think... The main thing you said there, which is right as well, is I think it's a bit hypocritical of them sort of complaining about certain, you know, e- you know, ethics. I mean, I mean, it's right. The, the you know, the, the money should be right. And, and like we're saying, the game is coming along a lot more. But FIFA, almost like they shouldn't be throwing stones in glass houses, right? What, yeah, we could I... do a whole episode on that as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think... They should do, and it's maybe not quite ready yet because obviously we're in progression with the women's game and it's becoming more popular. But I feel like they're trying to make the Men's World Cup as big as possible by trying to put more teams in there and changing the formats and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rather than add more teams in, I think they should run the two tournaments side by side in the same place, like you do at Wimbledon, like you do at the Olympics, and have a big football World Cup event where the men's and women's game is played. Um, You you would sell out those stadiums because everyone would be in like World Cup fever. Um, I, I just, I just think you can make it a massive event, and I think it's a bit better than adding more countries. 
Not a bad shout. Thank you. We'll put yeah. that forward. Yeah, let's uh, contact Johnny. Yeah. what he says. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think, yeah, the next five years are going to be fascinating in terms of the investment and, 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 and the money because, like we said, I think it's a watcher's space in terms of, I, I, I think that, set out like, again and i'm saying again but of the emirates i think is just is a, is a huge statement um yeah. yeah and i think we should probably do like i said we probably could get an episode on this so the the other thing i did want to say story-wise was about harland so um so again if, if you hadn't seen it city were two nil up against leeds get a penalty gundawan had scored two goals harland who is the penalty taker gave the penalty to gundawan to complete his hat trick, Gundogan missed the penalty, lead score, and then it was a fraught ten minutes. So, my question to the two of you is: What do we think about players when they go against their manager's wishes or orders? Do we think there's they're right to do that? Do we think that the players should have that power to to change what what instructions they've been given? Because I've seen many examples. So, for example. 2014, Messi refused to come off and Neymar was subbed instead. Ronaldo's refused to be subbed. And there was a famous one with Kepa, wasn't there, at Chelsea? Yeah, refused to come off, didn't he? So, yeah, basically that was what I wanted to put to you from that story is what what do we what, what do you think I, about I don't, those? I don't think what they did is anywhere near as bad as like refusing to come off. I think what Harlan tried to do was a nice gesture. Mm. Um, and at the time, you know, Man City were tuning up. They were cruising. Like they could have had a lot, lot more goals. Haaland somehow missed quite a few, didn't he, in, in front of goals. So really, maybe he shouldn't have taken it because he'd already missed loads of sitters anyway. So you could argue <laughs> that way. But I don't know. Like, and the thing is, Guardiola was really angry, wasn't he? But I just think that shows his passion to actually win and, and perfection and never to let up. Um, Shearer, I don't know if you saw the match of the day commentary, but Shearer was saying that he would have not given anyone else a penalty, even if they were 7-0 up. And apparently there was an example when that happened, when they were 7-0 up. Shearer had scored three or four, but he took the penalty. He didn't want to give it to anyone else. I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. So <laughs> I think I'm kind of mixed. I'm a bit indifferent to it. I think he should have scored the penalty. I, I don't think I don't think he should have scored the penalty. Um, yeah, I just I just think it's just funny how things work out and like it could have cost them, but yeah. he shouldn't well, have done. By rights, penalties should not be missed. I'll yeah, in it's theory. Simple as that. Yeah. But what's your what's your view on on the fact that if they asked orders that or, or instructions that Harlan takes penalties, and then on the pitch Harlan decides, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let someone else take it." What's your view on that? He's very untouchable. Guardiola's not going to drop him. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of is Harlan didn't want the penalty because he didn't want the bonus, so he couldn't get <laughs> he can get a tax break or something. <laughs> I think it's almost a bit nice. I think it shows his human side a little bit. I think, and you know, he's not a. Yeah, but it's a, it's, you know, it's football. It's, it's a multi-million, a billion-pound game. Yeah. You know, it's there's, you know, they could, they could potentially have drawn that game. I wonder when Haaland saw a miss, he was like, "Oh, what have you done? Yeah. You've got." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no also, and the thing is, there's no guarantee Haaland would have scored it. That's the beauty about penalties is you can always, after the event, say we should have let that person do it, or why did he? Because yeah. it, you're never going to know. I've um, never missed a penalty. That's what I'm saying. Sorry? I've never missed a penalty. Have you ever taken one? Yes. <laughs> okay, well done. How many have you taken? What's your record? Is it Matt Letizia's sort of record or is it? Uh, six. Six out of six. That's all right. Well I'll done. I'll take it. 
I guess I guess what we need to watch out for is if Haaland starts changing the formation during the match. I guess. <laughs> right. Um, just looking at the time. Before we move on to some fun stuff, then, is there anything else you want to say about anything we've covered so far? Not about what we covered, but just one more shout out while we're doing teams. Is my local team of Leighton Town um, finished off the season by winning the cup final on Tuesday. So they won the League Cup double. There you go. There Congratulations, you go. Leighton Town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dave, anything more from you? Yeah, the, I don't know if you saw in the news, but Howard, Howard Webb wants to um, give more insight to refereeing. And, to do uh, what, sorry? So Howard Webb wants to give more insight into referees and, and okay. share as to mo- more about the communication as to what happens on, during the match. Oh, if you could explain the handball rule, that would be yeah. a useful yeah. contribution. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there's right. no one knows I think it's a mystery <laughs> I genuinely think they just like toss a coin yeah. and say handball yes or no yeah I think it's bizarre it's, it's weird isn't it like it, there's certain decisions you see which are so unanimous of what people think but referees get it different and the VAR gets it different and see replays I just I don't understand it but that's another episode probably yeah Yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's one thing I've, I've never understood or I've never known is how have referees ever played football? And do, do they understand how they played football game works? Yeah, but you'd like, like, even like, yeah, I think that would help, wouldn't it? And maybe that should be a thing, but even fans can see when, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that handball decision yesterday, even fans can see if it's handball. I just don't and see do, why a qualified person sitting in a VAR room is not overturning it. Do they understand how they can? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, we've got an episode on that at some well, there, point. There are lots of referees <laughs> right. around. <laughs> fun stuff, fun stuff. I've got a couple of things, Dave, you can tell me if we ever got enough time for it. But the first thing I've done is kind of want to put a challenge to us that we could think about similar things over the next however, you know, however many weeks or, or episodes we do. But also for any listeners, um, come up with fun first 11s. So I've got a first 11 made up of... Um, Food and drink. So, I, I, players, what, players' names that have got a food yeah. or drink. So, okay. so I've got. So, so this isn't necessarily for right now for us to think of, but over over sort of upcoming episodes or in the future we could do it. So I've gone. I've gone four three three, right? So I've gone in goal. This a couple of them. Okay. I've, I've had to, to a bit of a stretch, but yeah. in goal I've got Mark Bunn, who was a youth player at Tottenham, right? <laughs> In defence, I've got Barry Venison. Clever, yeah. Yep. Nacho Monreal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat Rice. Yeah. Very good. And Coke, I think it's pronounced, but it's spelt Coke, who plays nice. for Seville. Yeah. I've cheated here in midfield. I've got Declan Rice. As that is cheating. <laughs> I about that, but I thought I'd hold back just in case you've done that. No, I've got Declan Rice. So two Rices, but that's fine. I like Rice. Um, I've got Patrick Berger. Yeah. Who was Dora Deliverable. Danny Drinkwater, Leicester yeah. and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's three. I've got a utility yeah, player. There was a guy who played in England, America, and South Africa between yeah. 59 and 74, called Ron Crisp. And I've got attackers of Massimo Macaroni and Kevin Lasagna, who plays at Juventus. He is, I, I promise you, it's, it's brilliant, right? 
and I've got sub my sub bench is Mark Fish. That's, he's not a real player. Frank LeBeouf. <laughs> and then I've cheated with two just to be a bit fun because those were actual real names. But I've got Dover Soul Campbell and Harry Candy Cane. So those are, those are, that's my football team, my food and drink football team. So I'll just put it out there for you and any listeners if you could come up with some fun <laughs> sort of uh, first 11s or fun teams. Uh, I'll put my first attempt at food and drink. Good work. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> yeah. more of a stretcher, I think, is what he's done. I think he's he's gone with the yeah, bench that we would argue with. And he's gone with the I didn't know. I wanted to do ones that sounded like food, like Harry Candy Cane and Dover yeah. Soul Campbell. But then I thought, no, let's do ones with actual... Uh, food and drinking and those but yeah massimo macaroni kevin lasagna that's i don't get the dover soul campbell one am i being stupid that's a that's a fish that's a fish yeah 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 all right have we got time for a quick quiz dover soul it's a fish dover soul (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, so again so to the two of you and to listeners yeah i i challenge you for a interesting uh, football team like that right i'm going to keep this fairly short it's there's 10 questions i'm going to do it like a penalty shootout so one to ten you pick a number well there might not be but if there is a draw i've got a a, a decider if there's a draw so there but, will be a winner yeah so i will so, so, so what these are in the top two divisions of english football just, um, their club just nicknames. Me what the now, are, there's a fair few easy ones in there couple maybe nothing i think overly challenging but in case of a draw because if you're simple i've got um uh, a decider so do you know what dave i'm gonna let you go first so between one and ten number one uh who who are known as the cherries number one it's in he's got it in the top corner <laughs> i'm not picky i'm not picky then half point half point two to ten Pick a number. I should have said AFC Bournemouth. <laughs> they are Bournemouth. <laughs> uh, number two, please. Number two. Who are known it's as the He's always trying hatters. to dispel or take away Who's points from other people. Ooh, <laughs> he's, he's pegged it back. Dave. Oh, I know this one. A number. Three to ten. Ten. Who are known as the Latics? Yeah. Um, the Latics, yeah. They ten. are, yes. Goes two one up. Dan, Dan, I feel like Dave's gonna, gonna. I'm gonna slip up. Gonna, at some there's point. a there's a couple of easy ones left. Two on that pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> um, number five, please. Number five. Who Is are Dan known as the, the Royals? <laughs> oh, I, I, it's a bit of a guess. I feel like I should know, but I don't. Is it Reading? It is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. Dave, you've got three, four, six, seven, eight, or nine. Nine. Oh. Who are the potters? <laughs> no, no. Nine, please. Round off the post. Ipswich are attractor boys, aren't they? Yeah. Did you know, Dan? Ipswich. I don't need to know. It's not my <laughs> Stoke City. Stoke City. Oh. So, Dan, to pull ahead, you, you've got three, <laughs> excuse me, three, four, six, seven, or eight. Three, please. Who are the terriers? Oh, of course. Barnsley? No. I have to take your first answer. Dave, did you know? Uh, no, it's Huddersfield. <laughs> uh, who's, who's got, oh, it's Dave. 
four, six, seven, or eight. Oh, I knew it was uh, an H. Yeah, it's two all at the moment going into <laughs> the final couple of penalties each. Is that are we are we level? Who points? are the bluebirds? Excellent. They are, yes. I thought that uh, might number uh, seven. I please. knew that one. There is there are a couple bluebirds, of easy Cardiff. ones left here, so you keep always... saying that which ones are <laughs> yes. the, the, the ones that are left. Then <laughs> over to you. Four, six, no, or eight. Eight, please. Who are the villains? <laughs> Aston Villa. Yeah, there we go. And that's actually just a shout out. That's for Joey Fitz over on Twitter, the biggest Aston Villa fan now <laughs> that, that I know. Oh. So uh, that was especially for him. So, yeah. Okay. So it's three all with one penalty each left. So, Dave, four or six? Who are the baggies? Oh. It is West Brom. Four. So, please. Dan, it's all on you now. If you, if you get this, West Brom one of the easy ones. Boing, boing. I, I, I'm not saying, Dan, if you get this, it goes into the tiebreaker. Um, if you don't, Dave wins the penalty shootout. So you you get left with number six, basically, <laughs> who are known as the Tigers. Oh. <laughs> yes, he's got it. So that's why I did chuckle, Dave, earlier. So we go into sudden death because it's for all. And there is a question. <laughs> um, I don't know what's the best way to do this. Um, so what, you, as, you didn't plan this event. <laughs> no, no, I did. Do you know what? I might this. What we've got here doesn't have a chat feature. Well, do you know what? I'm just going to say, and I'll I'll start yeah. with uh, Dave again. So, according to Wikipedia, how many fans were in attendance for the game between Real Madrid versus Osasuna in the Copa del Rey final? Now, that's, that's I, nothing like for quiz that we've just done. That's yeah, I know, but it's a decider. It's the only one I can give you. That's like playing a cup final at the end of the world and they say, let's have a long wrestle next. <laughs> well, I needed an easy way. I needed, right, so I could give you the stadium capacity if you want as a goal. <laughs> so we can attendance. Yeah, and whoever's closest, I'll give you. I'll give the win to. Right, Dave, you can go um, first. So what? So... Yeah, yeah I, I can get. Like I said, I can give the stadium capacity. It wasn't no, a sellout. Give, give me the stadium capacity. <laughs> I'm saying give you both, but <laughs> um, I sixty-five thousand. I think it's lower, so I'm going to go sixty-four thousand. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to make me do too much math. But Dave, you, uh, uh, Dan, you win. Sorry, uh, it was fifty-five thousand five hundred seventy-nine. <laughs> so you're both over, but. But so Dan wins essentially. So Dan wins, yeah, yeah. Good quiz, Dan. I thought you'd be happier, Dan, but you know, it's, <laughs> he's key, he's playing it cool. <laughs> oh, well done. Right. So that concludes the the fun element of this episode. So, so um, you two, have you got any shout outs or Dave? Do you want to just plug our socials before we go? <laughs> Yeah, pretty straightforward. You can find us on Twitter at yeah. JF. Uh, what well, are we? Just Football Pod, aren't we? Dan, anyone yeah, you want to say hello to or shout out? I created them. Um, and no, not for me this week. So yeah, yeah. Just Football I've, Pod. I've already said it. I was just going to shout out Joey Joey Fitz, um, who I know has given you some um, some some entertainment on Twitter. Yeah. SD. It's, it's, it's borderline trolling, but we're we're all good fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I must. I must. I, I personally. Like, I'm not like, having. I he, he's a great goalkeeper. I personally don't like the guy. I think he's. Um, <laughs> I think he came across really badly when he won, but that's not, that's not opinion. <laughs> yeah, and and I just want to finish by saying, yeah, 
if if you listen to this, click that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss an episode. And if your platform gives you a chance to leave a rating, yeah, just give us a five star while, while you're at it. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Just Football podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please share with your friends and family. You can subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter at Just Football Pod for the latest news and updates. See you next time.